from San Diego, California. This is a one extraordinary marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about what you can do when you feel stuck in patterns that are not changing. And there's an anonymous quote talking about being stuck that says, when you feel stuck in life, remember that every obstacle is an opportunity to grow and learn. We're going to be talking a lot about that in today's episode. But first, we start every episode with a hug. And a hug, for those of you that are brand new, first of all, welcome. Yeah. Uh, but the hug is an opportunity for us to share what's happening in the one family, where you guys are are growing, where you're experiencing transformation. And it's really an opportunity to give hope to other couples mm-hmm. uh, listening to the show. And it says, I want to take a moment and really thank you guys for what you do for marriages. Me and my breathtaking wife, mm-hmm. side note. I can't Love tell it. you how many times somebody introduced, a husband specifically introduced their wives with some kind of fabulous adjective that we encounter all the time now when we're out. He says, me and my breathtaking wife have mm. been married for two years and together for six. Mm. We're a blended family and have had to overcome different obstacles in our life together. We've had highs and lows. And at a mm. time where I felt all hope may have been lost, I found your podcast. Mm. And man, I really don't know where we would be without you guys. You guys gave me hope. I wake up for work at 3 a.m. every day, and as soon as I get Mm. in my car on Tuesdays, I put on the podcast. From time to time, I'll send my wife an episode, and we'll discuss at the end of the day what we took away from it. I constantly have what can I do top of mind, and I strive to be the best husband and father I could possibly be. My wife is an amazing wife and mother, and I could never imagine my life without her. As cliche as it sounds, she is the woman of my dreams. We attended marriage counseling and we've gained a stronger bond than we've ever had. We still have disconnects in a couple of the pillars, but are working to make those as strong as the others. Mm, I love it. The one sentence that just popped out to me is you guys gave me hope. Mm. And I think as we have grown over the years, um, that's something that Elisa and I pray about often Mm -hmm. is being a voice to encourage and bring hope. And to hear that, being said is just a testament to what we believe in as we impact the one with the one family. And so thank you. It's truly an honor and a blessing to all of you who are new. Maybe you're coming back and listening again. You know, you listened years ago and you jump back in this episode. Well, we're honored and blessed to have you here with us. Absolutely. And, you know, as Tony said at the top of this episode, we're talking about, you know, when you feel stuck in those patterns and, you know, I've sat across from a lot of couples over the last 10 years coaching and, and hear a lot about being stuck, um, you know, feeling like a situation is hopeless, kind of, you know, where our hug, the opposite of where our hug was, you know, mm-hmm. getting to a place. And, and, you know, people will say things to me like, I, I don't think this is ever going to change, Lisa. You know, or I'll hear things like, is this, is this all there is? Is this as good as it gets? There's nothing I can do about any of this. And my personal favorite, it is what it is. Mm. It is what it is. And, you know, coming off of last week's episode on apathy, it 
it's kind of logical that we'd be talking about being stuck because apathy is in that place where there's just like this indifference, but that can also be a factor of being in this stuck place. Mm -hmm. And merriamwebster.com defines feeling stuck as being saddled with something disadvantageous or disagreeable. And as I read that definition, it really struck me that no one gets married no one gets married thinking that there's going to be a time when they feel saddled with something that's disadvantageous or disagreeable. Like, why would you? Mm-hmm. Why, why would you get married going, I think at some point in time, I'm kind of like, be, I'm going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going yeah, to be stuck. That's, that's not the hope that we have when we get married, but it does happen. And it happens because we often allow these patterns to, to grow unchecked. You can say yes. You don't, they can't hear you. Yeah. yeah, they can't hear me <laughs> shaking my head. Yes. They, they do go unchecked and they can create issues of feeling stuck in your own life and even in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of disconnect comes in that place of stuck. Because again, like if you think back to when the two of you were first dating. Yep. Right. So you're like doing the thing. You're going on the adventures. You're having the conversations. You're meeting his friends or her. Like, like everything's, there's, there's a sense of movement. Correct. When you first meet, or even when you first get married, that like, like we're moving towards, like we're constantly, like something's happening. We're going, we're going, we're going. And then if you've been married for a while, you can feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over again, almost like a groundhog day. Mm. effect and last week on instagram stories we asked the question where's one area you feel stuck in your marriage and i want you guys to listen to these answers because i think a lot of you are going to just like i did when i was you know reading that you're going to find yourself or you may find yourself currently or have been there Mm -hmm. and understanding like wow how did we how did we how did i overcome that mm. as well because I think that's the beauty of life and of growth and being on a journey. There are times when you can be stuck and get unstuck. Absolutely. In many areas of your life. And then you can get stuck again because something happens. And then you get unstuck again. And I want to just say in the 27 years that Elise and I have been married, I think individually and together as a couple, there have been many cycles of this. Does it mean our marriage is, you know, ready to just get thrown out? No, it it means we need to get checked. Mm -hmm. It means we need some accountability. It means we got to take some action and get intentional again to go, all right, what, what's happened? And I know for myself, there are two, there are two that I feel like have hit me the hardest in 27 years that today I can still look back on. Um, one, when the 08 recession hit, mm-hmm. um, literally stuck. Um, I can still remember many a days, not even want to get out of bed. Like it was tough to even just get myself up out of bed. And that's after the alarm went off probably like 20 times with, you know, 19 snoozes, you know, um, but how to make, how to make a change, right? I had to get unstuck. And then I think the last one for me, the big one for me, um, is when my dad died. Mm -hmm. I think whenever we go through a death, like a loss, um, it it can be tough on many of us. Some can just move on 
for me, it was it was a tough moment, and I felt like I was living in a fog, and I was just sort of stuck, like what Elisa said, just going through the day to day actions in my own personal life and even in our marriage, um, because I, I was just in this place of loss and hurt and and seeking out. Okay, well, how do I get out of this? I've I've been here before. Mm. I was there in 08. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, dad passed away six and a half years ago. Um, and we can get there. We can get there with our physical fitness. We can get there with our sexual intimacy. We can get there with our emotional intimacy. It doesn't matter. I, I just want to say that even for Elise and I, we can still get stuck at times mm-hmm. and got to go, okay, what, what, what are we going to do? And what you guys wrote and shared, I think both of us can attribute or not attribute, but relate in some way, shape or form that we've been there. Mm, Definitely. Definitely. I mean, some of the responses were, you know, and again, remember the question is what's one area where you feel stuck in your marriage. So lack of effort by my spouse. That we were talking about that last week when we were talking about apathy. Uh, Stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. I hear this a lot in coaching where situations that were um, never fully addressed become repetitive. Mm. And it feels like that's what the marriage cycles around. Um, My spouse uses name calling or hits below the belt during an argument. Mm -hmm. So in those emotional intimacy areas. Uh, We have sexual ruts. Mm -hmm. Phone addictions. Mm communication and that i mean there are so many ways to be stuck in your communication uh emotional intimacy absolutely boundaries arguing both of us have to be right that often shows up in coaching and that often i see that especially when it comes to conflict um that because there's been so much hurt and again things not resolved you just keep like everybody's got to win everybody's got to win my spouse doesn't even know how to love me in my love language, we're stuck healing from broken trust. We're stuck actually spending quality time together. There's that recreational intimacy popping up. And piggybacking on that, there was another response that we're stuck because we don't have anything in common. Hmm. And I hear that a lot with, um, specifically with couples who, and I'm not, I'm not saying that this is necessarily what the context was for this person, but a lot of couples who have gone through those child rearing years, right? And you get so fixed on, on what the kids are doing. It doesn't matter if you have little kids or older kids or whatever that looks like, but you can get so fixed on, fixated on what the kids are doing that you forget that there's a marriage Mm -hmm. behind it. And you can find yourself after so many years of not addressing things, looking at one another going, I don't know if we have anything in common. What do we like to do? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is just a snapshot, you guys, of the list that came. But you can hear, as I, I share those with you, you can he- feel and hear the toll that that's going to take on a marriage because it's going to leave you feeling disconnected and dissatisfied and quite honestly, probably miserable, which, again, if you think about being stuck, that's where that all is. But, but getting there isn't just isn't just like somebody flips a switch one day. Again, it's those patterns of behavior that get you into this place of feeling stuck. And you can, ex- because it's that slow thing, is what is that, um, what is it about like, how do you cook a frog or something like that? Or if you put it in like in a pot of boiling water and you, like if you put it in a pot of boiling water, it'll jump out, right? Because that's such a shock to the system. Right, but if, it's, if the water's lukewarm and you put the frog in there and then you turn up the heat, 
it just it's gonna boil. You're gonna have you're gonna slowly kill it, but it won't jump frog. out. You're gonna have frog for dinner. Frog legs. Yes. Frog legs. I've never had frog legs. I, I don't know, but that was just the image that came to mind there. Yeah. That it's more that type of thing, because I think what we have to really come to this place of saying, well, well, why can't we challenge? these situations why do we have to why are we accepting this what can we do that's going to be different why can't there be a new narrative if you've ever coached with me um especially in the last few years you know that i asked this question about what's the narrative a lot but we've got to change like to get unstuck you've got to do something and we're going to talk about that after this break when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back and we're talking about what to do when you feel stuck in a certain area of your marriage. And, you know, Tony even mentioned this at the top of this particular episode that, that it might not just be your marriage. You might be stuck in an area of your life, right? But it, it, the same principles apply. So it, it doesn't matter if you're just like, oh, this is my marriage where I'm stuck or, you know, maybe I'm stuck dealing with something with fitness or things like that. Like, Or think- even, you know, seasons change, right? Like uh, I'm 50 years old. You, you, he looks so good for 50, you guys. <laughs> Thank you, baby so doll. Um, but you, you hear it. It, it. I hear a lot of my buddies. Like, what am I doing? Mm. Like, it, we see it. Our youngest is going to go to college this fall. She committed. Like, the, the, you can feel stuck in, in like, oh, my gosh, th- there's loss. There's something changing. And it's easy to hunker down than to move forward. And so it could be in many different places from job to family to like I was saying, even with the passing of my, of my dad to, to even things that are out of our control. And oh wait, we had no control over what was happening with the economy, but you better believe it. I was still stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fear can put us there. Worry can put us there whatever that may be coming from, but that can get us in a place of not being able to get outside of what we, we do. It it could be just the programming we had from growing up. Mm -hmm. And I think about that from a sexual intimacy standpoint. Mm -hmm. And and we've been told, and and I'm talking to those of us who can be married a couple years to those who've been married 30, 40 years. You were told as a teenager that sex is bad. That sex is bad. That sex is bad. That sex is bad. And then you got married one day at say 23, 24, 25, 35. And now it's supposed to be good. And you're still stuck on the words that your mom or dad or grandma or auntie told you that sex was bad. Guess what? It's not. You can get unstuck. But are you willing to do the work? Mm. Because there is going to be some work. There Mm -hmm. is going to be some things that you're going to have to do. There's going to be some action taken undo some of the things that may have been said or done to you so you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I, I was actually witness to hearing someone talk about the mindset shift that they made Mm. around getting unstuck 
Mm -hmm. and making this choice. And I want to share this story with you guys because literally it just happened a, a couple days ago. And it was so profound knowing that we were going to be talking about this, but, but to just sit here and watch two people have a conversation. And um, we were in the doctor's office and one of the staff was talking to you know somebody else in the office and they were talking about working out. And this gal has made a commitment over the last few months that she was really going to focus on her health, that she, you know, was it was she was stuck she didn't like where she was and so she's like I'm going after this and I've got a goal she's going to you know compete down the line and things like that but but in the immediate she is working out six days a week and often getting up at 4 a.m. to do this. And so the other gal that she was talking to is like started joking and she's like, I think I just need help to get out of bed. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I'm sleeping and that alarm clock goes off at four o'clock, are you kidding me? And the first woman looked at her and she goes, well, you know, it's true that, you know, what they say that a body at rest mm-hmm. stays at rest. And she added laughingly, really wants to stay at rest at 4 a.m. But she looked at this other woman and she said, however, I have made the decision that I am going to work out every day. There is no more conversation in my mind. I don't wake up every morning and ask myself, hey, do you feel like working out today? I wake up and I tell myself, you made the decision to work out. Get up. And and I just sat there again, knowing that we were going to do this episode. I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm going to tell that story. But secondly, the power of your mind and the decisions that you make, it's why, you know, one of the, the characteristics of the Bold Wise Club, the, very, the D is being decisive. Because sometimes we have to step into this place about what are the decisions mm-hmm. that we're going to make to change the circumstances or our reaction to the circumstances that we currently find ourselves in. Being decisive is an incredible game changer when it comes to getting unstuck. Because... We can't just like wish ourselves unstuck. Like, oh, I wish that was different. You're not going to do anything if you wish it was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been wishing it was going to be different for a while. It, it's getting to this place of saying, hold on a second. What can I do to change where I find myself? And a lot of it is a mindset shift. I find the mind fascinating. Um, I've read numerous books on it. I'm continuously doing my I am statements. I've added... Um, the five minute journal to my day. And another thing that I just even added this month um, is listening to this 30 minute track by Earl Nightingale called The Strangest Secret. Um, I'll put a link here in the episode notes for you guys to check it out. It's a purple cover. It's 30 minutes. He reads it in the 50s, but I still think it's amazing what he says. And one of the things he says, we have a choice. Our mind We'll do whatever we want it to do. Mm-hmm. What what we sow, we will reap. And he gives this example of planting, of a, a, a farmer planting corn and planting a poisonous mm-hmm. plant. The land is going to give you what you plant. And he he relates that to the mind, and it's it, it's interesting because. I have found myself at times allowing my mind to wander into things that it shouldn't be wandering. And guess what? I begin to feel defeated. I feel let down. I feel lethargic. And I have to take those thoughts captive, as it is said in the word, take those thoughts captive and go, no, I am a child of God. Like I got to go back to who I am. And for those of you who are just like, gosh, I don't know, 
I would listen to The Strangest Secret. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to start. You listen. I listen it, to it at a time and a half. And I listen to it every day right now. It's one of my goals every day to take time, no matter if I'm driving to the post office or grabbing lunch or just at the house doing some things, I'm listening. And it, it's one of those things where you begin to listen. You go, okay, how does this apply to my life? Mm. And I love it. So again, I have a link here in the episode notes for you guys to to download that um, and listen to it. Well, and that just, you know, reemphasizes the what can I do? Mm-hmm. And for any of you that have picked up the six pillars of intimacy, you know that what can I do? Um, that's a refrain <laughs> that is well well placed multiple times mm-hmm. throughout the book. And the reason why is because if we get into this place first and foremost where we say, what can I do? Then it becomes our responsibility to get us unstuck. It's not like we're waiting for somebody else to do something. It comes back to us and we can step into this place of saying, okay, well, what action can I take? And I'll tell you, there's another little section of that book um, in each one of the pillars of intimacy. And I, I emphasize this for one of my coaching clients last night is, we talk about baby steps. What can I do and what are the baby steps? Why? Because nobody is expecting you to get unstuck and cross the marathon the first moment you have the thought that I'm going to take action. But if you put your shoes on, you're a lot closer to finishing that marathon than you are if you're just sitting on the couch wiggling your toes. Mm-hmm. You got to take the baby steps. So start thinking through like if, if one of those statements that we shared earlier resonate with you or there's something else in your marriage where you're, or your life where you're feeling stuck, well, what actions can I take? Do, do I need to go to counseling? Do I need therapy to deal with those past issues that I haven't dealt with? Can I tell you? How many times somebody will come up to Tony and I and they'll be telling us about a situation in their marriage and, and Tony's really good at this. He's like, well, how long, how long have you been dealing with that? And so often we hear, well, it's been like this for years mm. or since I was a kid. Look, if you've been dealing with something that long, it's time to, it's time to deal with it. It, it, because it, if being stuck isn't where you want to be, then you're going to have to do something to get unstuck. And some of that is doing your own healing. Yeah, and when Elisa said when you were, were a kid, it's like trauma or something happened while you were a child. Right. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> it, it's yeah. not, it's not, <laughs> you weren't married then, but those are things that can happen. It, it's just like the example I gave just about sex. You were told that for so long that you still believe it today. And that's not a truth today. You're in a loving marriage. You are with somebody that you said, I do to. That changes the dynamic. And we need to begin to change the thought patterns of what that looks like for you so that you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire in that pillar of intimacy. Yeah. Another thing that you can look at in this, you know, something I talk to a lot of my coaching clients about is, look, if you recognize that there's an issue with your communication, it's time to develop the skills around it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep up this refrain that says, well, I'm not a talker or I don't share my feelings or I don't know how to do that. This is 2024 when this episode is being recorded. We've never had more access to everything from YouTube tutorials to books. And you don't even have to read a book. You can listen to a book on audiobook. You can, you know, Google communication skills and strategies. You can get a book like Connection Codes. You can do all of these different types of things. 
if you're saying that this is that something is a problem and you're not doing anything about it, that becomes a you problem, as my husband would so eloquently say, because you're not taking the action. It's a choice to, if you're staying stuck. Just like, it, you know, if you're dealing with things like the sexual issues or phone addictions or boundaries or having to be right all the time, maybe it's time to get that coach that's going to help you run some new place. That, that's going to help you with strategy and accountability to look at life differently. Right? There is nothing, you guys, I am living proof of this. this is why this episode's coming right after last week's episode 790, talking about apathy. Like, what did I do this week? I told you guys I was going to do it last week, and that was I, I wanted to take an art class. Well, mm. I got the art class scheduled. I am taking Yay. it. Why? And yes, he's super excited. I'm super excited. Um, but why? Because I needed to get unstuck and I needed to take action. You know what else I did in the last week? And I don't even know if Tony's aware of this. He's like, I don't even know what you're We had amazing say. sex. Yes, but that I knew you were aware of. So <laughs> I was aware of that. You I were was, aware of I that. Was, I was there for that. So, so this week I've made a lot of really conscious decisions. I don't, have you noticed? Oh, let, me, let me rephrase that because that was a little accusatory. I've chosen, <laughs> I've chosen to sit by Tony every night on the couch. Yes, I have. And I've chosen to be more physical. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of of those passing affectionate touches, nothing that's like crazy, like I'm like you know jumping on top of him and like rah anything like that, but like rubbing his back, putting a hand on him, rubbing his like all of those little things, and and it's a choice, you guys. I was I told a coaching client yesterday, getting myself unstuck. There are nights when I walk into my living room and I look at the couches because we've got you know an L shaped sectional and then we've got a chaise off to the side and my pattern as I told you guys last week had been to I'm just going to plop my butt in the chaise and Tony's going to sit on the couch and we're going to be good. I walk in and I make a choice. Hmm. Where are you going to sit and what are you going to do? And I'm getting my own self unstuck by taking action. It's little steps. It's the little things that we do consistently that will make a difference in the long run. Mm. Stop trying to hit grand slams. Wow. Stop trying to hit those. We can have those in our marriage. And I, and I believe it because Elise and I have had them. But in the day-to-day life of marriage, let's hit those singles. Let's hit those doubles. Let's stay consistent with where we are with our six pillars of intimacy. If we notice a crack happening in one of them, we address it. We don't let it sit there and we don't let the crack continue to grow for three years. We address it and we start doing something about it. Like Elisa did, like I've done even. There's just even little things over the last week with Elisa talking where I'm just sort of like, yeah, you know what? I have some, I have some areas I got to look at as well. I mean, I have the conversation with her, but I also have to look at myself and go, okay, well, what am I doing? What can I do? And so it goes both ways. But let's just be consistent. Let's, let's do those little things for one another that add up over time. And when we do that, we can hit some grand slams. Mm. And we're going to have the amazing vacation. We're going to have the most amazing sexual experience because it all just came together that night. Is every single time like that? No. It's okay. It. It really, it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But we got to get unstuck. We got you to start. We have to get you to a place where you can go and just breathe and not feel stuck in the same patterns and the same thing that's happening. 
And so if that's where you are, if that's what's happening in your life, get, get the help wherever it may be. For some of you, maybe it may be addiction. It could be porn. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. Get the people in your corner, seek out help, get unstuck because you personally and your marriage are going to thank you for it. And the issues that you've, you face, you will overcome them mm. together. As we say often, hand in hand, side by side, you're on the same team. I get it. There's a lot of tough things that we all face. I get it. Other than abuse, if you're in an abusive relationship, by all means, please go get help. Get out. Protect yourself. Protect your children. Get away. They, need, they, they have issues that they need to deal with. I'm talking about in a relationship where we're just stuck. It's time to move forward. It's time to stop the cycles. It's time to go enough's enough. And you know what? We're here and we believe it. We believe for you. We're going to continue to press in for you. We know that there's so much more that you got ahead. This is your year. This is your time. Go do it. You guys are all amazing. We're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family and all you do. And we hope we'll see you at an upcoming event this year. We got a number of them. We want to hug you. We want to high five you. We want to congratulate with, for you and with you because of what you're doing each and every day to make your marriage extraordinary. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.